When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody. Welcome to the 32nd episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the fast-paced and time-bending Only a Monster by Vanessa Len. Now, Only a Monster is a YA contemporary fantasy told through the eyes of protagonist Joan Chang Hunt. Now for the synopsis. Joan never believed her grandmother when she said the Hunt family were monsters. For years, she was content to think she was an ordinary girl with a crush on her co-worker, Nick. But on the day she's supposed to have a date with Nick, the unthinkable happens. Joan accidentally steals time from a human. That's when she learns the terrible truth. Her grandmother was right all along, and Joan's crush, Nick, has only one destiny, killing monsters like her. Now on the run, Joan must work with the heir of a rival monster family, Aaron Oliver, to save not only her loved ones and her very species, but herself. The protagonist in Only a Monster is Joan. Joan Chang Hunt loves history, the feeling that time is alive around her. That's why she's drawn to both her job at the local museum and her family, as both share one common feature. Their appearances may change or alter or shift with a myriad of decades, but one thing stays the same. Joan is at home with them, no matter what. But when lives are at stake and the feeling of safety is lost, Joan will have to unlock a power hidden inside of her to keep everything together, or everything might just fall apart. You know, I like Joan. I like that she was kind of like, her character was consistent throughout the book. Yes. Like, she was a little bit reckless. You know, she didn't know a lot of things. Um, but she, she, you can tell she really cares about her family, and she loves history, and, you know, she's she's a teenage girl, you know, with a crush on, on her coworker who sounds really hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Joan, I think there was a really good balance of her kind of being naive about this new world that she doesn't know that she kind of has to learn about. I think there was a really good balance between her not having that knowledge and then her discovering that. She wasn't so naive that everything had to be told to her. She was actively trying to figure out information. And I also liked that she did have a love for history because that really played well with what she is, this monster who can steal time. And by stealing time can go back in time and go forth in time, can go anywhere in time. And so I thought that was just a really cool hobby and love and passion that played really well not only with her personality but with the story and the plot yeah i really i her place in the story made sense yes like this story would not work without joan which you which cannot be said the same for a lot of books you know sometimes you can take the protagonist out and the story wouldn't change yes but that is definitely not the case for this book she does feel pivotal Mm -hmm. and she makes things happen yes in Only a Monster, we also meet Nick, who is not someone to disclose much information about himself, but he has a very righteous fury that will spare no monster, perhaps not even the girl he loves, but he's also hot. Guys, Nick is hot, okay? Now, I, I, I know everyone's like, well, you guys are supposed to discuss people's attributes and how that plays into the stories. Uh, he's hot, okay? <laughs> I feel like we got to get that off the table first. Also, like, we don't actually know that much about Nick. 
Yes, he's mysterious. He's he's a little bit of an enigma in this one. Like yes. you kind of want to like figure out like what's going on with him. That that's definitely like a driving force in the plot. I also like Nick too because he kind of seems like more of a silent type of character where he's more observant. He listens more than he speaks. And I also like the fact that he does have a really good moral compass. He has standards that he'll keep by. He does have that righteous fury where it's not like this crazy anger, but it is that drive for good that pushes him forward. And I think it's interesting because, I don't know, I feel like sometimes, I feel like we're all more drawn to the villains, right? Like the villains kind of have more of that dark role and they seem sexier. But I think Nick shows that heroes can be very sexy as well because he does have... Yeah, he's good. He's a good person. <laughs> but he, his determinations make him very attractive. I like that he's not a typical hero. Because a typical hero, you know, doesn't want to kill anyone. Like, they don't want to like, harm anyone. Like, keeping the peace and everything. Nick's not really like that. Like, he will not hesitate to kill. His sense of just- justice spares none. And, you know, I think... You know, the story kind of plays between heroes and monsters, right? And I think he's a very... I think both him and Joan are good examples of the grayness of both. How it's not just in black and white. Yes. Ooh, love that. You are so sexy. Finally, we're also introduced to Aaron. Aaron is proud to be an Oliver, even if he's a disgrace to his family. His air of being above everyone else might be off-putting at first, but deep down, he hides a lost soul. Aaron's a little sensitive guy. He may come off as kind of like high and toity and, and he's proud and such, but, and actually he's kind of a little bit of a coward, <laughs> which I did like. I like that these characters had strengths and I like that they had faults. That even though Aaron is this very proud person, when push comes to shove, he kind of runs away. I thought that was interesting because it's not necessarily a quality that you might think is endearing but it was to me for him because I thought it played well into this lost soul idea that even though he does think he knows where he belongs he actually doesn't at all Aaron is exactly the type of character that I love (laughs) because he's really pretentious (laughs) he's kind of a he's a little bit of a jerk but like in a charming way yeah but then he's also a little bit sensitive (laughs) he's like why'd you say that to me (laughs) I can say it to you but And, like, he's also, I mean, Aaron is also a little bit of an enigma. Not as much as Nick, because we do kind of figure out more of, like, his family background and, like, his place. And, like, he's kind of like the one who's teaching Joan about the monster world. Um, But I also, I liked the mystery to him as well. Yes. You know? I want to figure that out. I like the, the whole Romeo and Juliet kind of things that he has going on with Joan because they're from rival families, you know? I also liked how he is very different from Nick. Yes. You know, because, you, you know, you see the, the, the beginnings of a love triangle, right? That's to be expected. You know, it's a YA trope. But I like in in love triangles, what kind of happens is that it's basic, the two guys are basically the same person with, like, one different characteristic. Yes. That is not the case. Yes. With these guys. Like, Nick is very much his own person. Aaron is very much his own person. And you, the differences are stark and they're clear and you love it. And I like love triangles too that are, it makes it hard to choose. Mm-hmm. 
because even though I do kind of lean toward one person, it's not, I don't easily choose that guy. Yeah. They both have, they're both very interesting and they both have very different roles. And so I like that. It's difficult to decide which one I like more. It is. It is. Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, Joan, you got your work cut out for you. (laughs) Either way, you're going to be set. Only a Monster takes place in London, England, in a range of different decades. With every new historical period, we experience a part of the country that time has lost or regained. Either way, the history here is rich, and there's plenty of time to steal. What did you think about the setting? I think Vanessa Lynn did a really good job of, like, differentiating the time periods. Like, I could tell when we were in the modern world, and I could tell when we were in the past. Yes. Like, that's something that I think is really hard to do. Like, she described the setting really well, to the point, like... You, you could actually imagine and you could feel, oh, this is different. Yes. I do think she did the differences very well. It felt different, just like you said. And I also liked that we got to see a lot of different faces of London. And I also felt like, I don't know if the author has ever lived in London or if this is just research, but I do feel like we got a very good sense and look at London as though Joan really does live there. Like the knowledge seems like someone who's lived there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk author writing style. What did you think about Vanessa Len? She's so fast paced. I I thought it was very refreshing. <laughs> it was very refreshing. Like she didn't waste time. Like she got into it straight in and she did not let up. Yes. And I was like, what? Because I'm so used to like the beginning, like kind of like a build up. Yes. Like a very slow build up. But it's like it was like a tiny build up and then it spiked and then it just kind of like stayed there in terms yes. of pace. Yes. And it was like, like you said it, like it was refreshing. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a different, this is a different rhythm that I'm used to, but I didn't hate it. I actually, I liked it. I think the most important thing too with the pace was that it was consistent. So even though it was fast paced, it didn't go fast paced closely. It was fast paced throughout. And so that made the voice sound consistent and stable. The fast pace, I think also played into the plot really well. Because this is all about time travel, about a sense of urgency, about possibly, you know, doing things that could alter or rewrite something that's already been done. So I think having that fast paced really did well to get across that we got to do this now feeling. Also, this is going to sound weird, but she was also very coherent. Like in the way that I wasn't really confused with what was happening. Mm. Like I had questions like about the plot and like the things um, with characters and things like that, but I wasn't ever confused about, like, what was happening or why it happened or anything like that, which I think is really difficult in a story that you're doing kind of, like, with a story with a mythology that's kind of original. Yes. You know, it's very easy to get, like, muddled up and to, like, lose your readers, but Vanessa Lynn did a really good job of, like, this is what this is, this is what this is, but, like, keeping it in that fast pace. I think, yeah, like you said, that she was really good at keeping things clear, but also still giving you the intrigue to want to go on. Now, if you like London, necklaces, powers, time travel, museums, heists, history, monster courts, heroes, destiny, family, enemies to lovers, star-crossed romance, love triangles, rival families, and diversity, this is the book for you. Maybe you should get it at your local bookstore. I mean, the cover's gorgeous. True. And really, there's kind of no reason why you shouldn't add it to your shelf.
Now, Kami, based on our scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Only a Monster by Vanessa Len? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give Only a Monster an even five. Oh, at feeling myself. Yes. Because it was, I did like the story. I liked that it was original. I liked the protagonist and the characters and everything. And I really, like, it was more than just a page turner. But I'm giving it an even five. And I'm not giving it, like, any points or anything. Just because the, the, in the end, I didn't really see, like, the push for a sequel. Hmm. Right? Not, at least not from the plot. Like, just for my own curiosity about, oh, this character or that character or this small thing. That's the reason why I would read the sequel. But I w- I'm not like, oh, what's the what's the looming threat going to happen? Mm. Or like, what what's, what is she going to face next? Like, I'm not sure. Like, yes. I don't know what the push is to the sequel. I think it depends on, because I don't know if it's been announced yet, if there is going to be a sequel or not. And that could be it as well. So I think it could either be standalone or it could have sequel potential it's funny though because i was also gonna give this book a five which is feeling myself and i was gonna give it a straight five as well we are bookishly connected um i felt like the story felt really new yes like you said i felt like i haven't read it before that the ideas were were fun and they were fresh and and the book was fast-paced and it took me through different time periods and a way that felt different from even what we normally experience with time travel. And I also thought that the enemies to lovers was super fun about Joan being this monster and Nick being a monster hunter and, and there being this love triangle. But again, it felt very new. It felt very original. It didn't feel overdone the way that the characters were taken and portrayed really felt unique. And I felt like this book has a vibe Mm, and it has its own vibe. And I, if if you asked me, like, hey, could you give me a few other books that are like this book? I would have a hard time doing so. And I say that as a compliment because I do think this book is its own experience. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our book recommendation episode about Only a Monster by Vanessa Len. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we're going to spoilers and details about Only Monster. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi the Bird, shh happens.